Let's continue with our series on Pilgrim's Life. Today we will be reading 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 1 to 12. And our topic is the identity of a pilgrim. Last week we read 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. And Peter tells us, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. After we are born again, we have the spiritual life inside of us. But this is a life of an infant. And this ought to mature. And if you live your life, it's just very simple. The physical body, if it grows, it wants to grow. There are two principles. First, you should not eat junk food. Uh, the junk food and not good food, you should not eat. Number two, and second, we have to eat healthy food. And this is our physical body. How about spiritual body? And how about our spiritual bodies? The same. It is the same. You should not ingest those that will harm your spiritual lives. And so in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind are poisons to our spiritual lives. And it should no longer come out. And on the, on the contrary, we have to ingest good things into our lives. If you look at verse 2, like newborn babies craves pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Pure spiritual milk is spiritual food. And it is the word of God. And the word of God allows our lives to mature unto salvation. And you start living out your salvation before men. Dear church, the maturity of spiritual lives is very much related with the word of God. And nobody can mature spiritually apart from the word of God. And you should not believe the shortcuts of today. The short, in your spiritual lives, there will never be shortcuts. You have to build yourselves or your spiritual lives in the Word of God. From the day that I believed in the Lord, I, I attended a fellowship and there was a Bible competition 
They said that you have to read the five books of Moses for five times at least. After they were singing a piece. And there was a Bible competition. In the end, there were only three people who got to complete this. And I was one of them. So that church gave me a new Bible. From that day on, my life no longer departed from the word of God. And it became a very important factor that contributed to my spiritual maturity. Your church. After we believed in the Lord, we had a lot of identities. And we uh, we are children of God and we become disciples of the Lord and we become the light of the world and the salt of the earth. But no matter which identity it is, if you do not have spiritual lives, then that identity cannot be lived out. And we are just called saints. But are our lives living out that holiness? Oftentimes we have this name, but we do not have the reality in us. We submit. Why is that? It is because our spiritual lives cannot mature. So and so may the Lord help us. In First Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 5. 4 to 12. 4 to 12. It tells us that after we believe in the Lord, we become a pilgrim. And there are three particular characteristics of a pilgrim. We are living stones in the spiritual house. We are holy priesthood. And we are foreigners on earth. And these three identities, if you do not have the spiritual life, then you will not be able to live these out. I'm living stone. You can say it very beautifully that I am a living stone. But if you do not have this life inside of you, then you will definitely be a dead stone. And so may the Lord help us and let us all learn so that our lives and our identities will match. If you look at the first identity, being a living stone in the spiritual house, Look at verses 4 to 5. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Here it says that you also are like living stones. Living stones is our first identity. And why is it that we are called living stones? Because the Lord is a living stone. And those who come before him will then become a living stone. The stone is dead. How does the stone become a living stone? It is because the Lord is living. The Lord is living stone. And so we are likewise living stones. 
代表耶稣呢 ？But why is it that the Bible uses the stone to represent the Lord Jesus？ 因为耶稣是第宝贵嘅棒角脚。Because Jesus is the most precious cornerstone。却好难 reject， 好难固执。But he was rejected by men。你睇下第六节。If you look at verse six, for in scripture it says, "See, I have I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame." 耶稣就这个 precious cornerstone。The Lord Jesus was the precious cornerstone。但真可惜。But it is such a pity。无人固执伊，无人无接受伊。That there are people who rejected him and there were people who did not accept him。好啦，什么叫 lift？ 什么叫 cornerstone？ 什么叫绑绑骨脚 ？And what do we mean by cornerstone？ 这个绑骨脚是脚头中间第重要。The cornerstone is the most important stone among all stones. Kashong and oftentimes, Bangkok 就是建筑物中间第一座、第一坚固、个顶正直的这个石头，以及这个棒骨的根基 foundation。拢将这个棒骨石设立以后，拢将个石头就往这个石头往内建立起来。Cornerstone is the biggest, most sturdy, and finest stone in a structure. It is the foundation, and once set, all the other stones are aligned to it. And the Lord Jesus becomes the precious cornerstone. And all of us are the other stones or the living stones. And we have to build the spiritual house according to the direction of the Lord. In the spiritual house, it is impossible that it's it's difficult to understand. But spiritual house. Refers to the family. So that's the Sagapkendi Shong De Eke. And so we are establishing or building up the family of God. In English, there are two simple words. One is a house and one is a home. You know that house is not a home and home is not a house. House is a building. But then home, but then home is refers to the fa- the people in the family. And what is the difference between these two? Many years ago, when I came to the Philippines, I went to a bookstore. I bought a book, and I saw a plaque. This is 30 years ago. But I had this very deep impression. It says, "No matter what, no matter where, it's always home if love is there." No matter what, no matter where, it all, it's always home if love is there. And I feel that this is very meaningful. No matter what happens, no matter in which place, for as long as there is love in that place, then that. It's called the home. And home does not refer to a place. But it refers to a very safe environment. That a person who is hurt can go back to this place. And it is a place where you can share your joy and your pain. And your house can be a very big one. One thousand square meters. One thousand square meters. Two thousand. Two thousand. But if in this place there is no love, then this big place is but a prison cell. And we are in a big prison. 
why is it that they would prefer to be outside and for the whole night they do not want to come home? Maybe something is wrong. Maybe something is wrong. They do not want to come to this place. Because in this place there is no love, no care, no concern. So may the Lord help us. The church is the home or the family of the living God. And we are in this place to build the family of God. And may the Lord Jesus be our standard as we build the house of God. Because the Lord Jesus is our foundation and our cornerstone. And what the Lord wants us to do, that is what we do. Your church. The church is not an entertainment center and if you look at the world many churches they would use the programs of highest standard to draw people to the church whether it be in the aspect of music or dancing or performances they want to draw people to the church and the reason that they give is that the Lord is worthy of our best. And there is nothing wrong with this statement. God is indeed worthy of our best. And so the, the standard for worship should be elevated. But then I ask you, what, why is it that we have these principles? That is, it is, this is forever not an entertainment center. This is a place where we make disciples of all nations. So that we go out and make disciples of all nations. If a church does not talk about sin or does not talk about repentance and does not talk about consecration and it does not talk about carrying the cross and following the Lord. This kind of church will definitely have a problem already because sinners need the gospel and Christians need to repent. But if the church does not mention about it, is that the church has become perfect? No. No. But it is because they, these kinds of topics are not pleasant to the ears of the unbelievers. And so we oftentimes would just love to speak good words. And uh, this is um, what is being done by the world today. 
And this is the prosperity gospel. That if we believe in the Lord, everything will be fine. But in reality, it is not the case. And so may the Lord help us. The Lord Jesus is the living stone. We who rely on the Lord are also living stones. And if we look at the Lord Jesus, how he built this house, that this becomes a spiritual house. But the unbelievers, they rejected the living stone. And this living stone then became a stumbling block to a lot of people. But we who believe in the Lord, we look at the Lord and see him as a very precious stone. We love the Lord. And we love the church of God. Why is that? Because the church is made up of pieces of living stones. Many years ago, I heard someone say that I love the Lord, but I do not love the church. Because the Lord Jesus is perfect, but the church is not. The church is filthy. There are a lot of societies in the church. There are a lot of politics. So I love Jesus. I hate church. But I love so I love Jesus, but I hate the church. It's wrong. And this is wrong. Why is that? We are living stone. Because we are living stones. The Lord Jesus was crucified on the cross for us. And the Lord loved us to a point that he was crucified on the cross. And a person who really believes in the Lord how is it that he will not love the church. Yes, indeed, the church is not perfect. You are not perfect. I am also not perfect. We are living stones. But we are living stones. May the Lord help us. There was one time I went to Hong Kong and I was coming back to the Philippines. When I rode the plane, oftentimes I would read a book. I would read one to two chapters and I would rest. When I was reading, suddenly the person beside me asked me a question. Excuse me, are you a bishop or you a pastor? He asked me, are you a bishop or a pastor? And I was thinking, how did I become a bishop? I go, no, no, I'm not a bishop, I'm a pastor. I said, I'm not a bishop, I'm a pastor. And then suddenly he conversed with me. And then we had a conversation. He said that he was a Filipino who went to Hong Kong as a missionary. And he has stayed there for 18 years already. And I said that I came from Hong Kong, came to the Philippines as a missionary for 32 years. And so from the beginning of the flight until we arrived at the Philippines, we were discussing. I did not know him. And he also did not know me. As we chatted and we arrived in Manila, before we left, I encouraged him on certain matters. I said, you have to finish well, brother. God will take care of you. And then after we pray, let's go home. I loved him. He loved me. I did not know him. He also did not know me. But we had a relationship. 
We are living stones. We are living stones. So, could you pangchen? And so, may the Lord help us. Look at the person beside you. He is not perfect. And he is a living stone. But he is a living stone. Is he coming? Sakap le kenep shong de kau ye living stone. And together, together as living stones, we build the house of God. This is not how they get identity. And this is our first identity. As a living stone in this spiritual house. We are living stones in this spiritual house. And we are building this house of God. So I need you, and you also need me. But we allow the Lord to be our foundation as we build this house. It's not that we think of doing things and we do it our way. Number two, second daily identity. We are holy priesthood. Let us sing the JC. Second identity is that we are a holy priesthood. If you look at verse nine, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. If you look at the first statement, but you, but you. But you. Why is it that it says but you? And this is a comparison with what is mentioned in verse seven. Because in verse nine, but you. It says but you. Verse seven says. This is the stone that the builders rejected. The builders that not does not refer to the construction workers. But these are experts. And these are experts when it comes to building buildings. And they use their education or their knowledge and wisdom to reject the living stone. They said that this is impossible to be a cornerstone. What does it represent? It represents the people of the world. They use their education. They use their knowledge. And they use their power to reject the Lord Jesus being their cornerstones. They cannot accept him. How is it that the Messiah can be crucified on the cross? Then how can it be that this is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And those who are crucified on the cross are defeated ones. And so they rejected the cornerstone. But you. But you. But you. But you are people who trust in the Lord. No wonder the Lord Jesus is the most precious. There were people who rejected the Lord. And there were people who accepted the Lord. And it, it depends on your sight. If you look at verse 5, you also are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And those people who come before the Lord, those people who accept the Lord as the cornerstone, they then become a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. In verses 9 to 10, it explains this verse. 
priesthood what is the meaning of being a holy priesthood what is our responsibility what is our identity first the identity of a holy priesthood if you be if you become a holy priesthood then we have four identities first we are a chosen people Turns out that believers or people who believe in the Lord are chosen by God. And we become a very chosen, uh, we become a very special clan of people. And this race of people is very different from the races of the world. But it does not um, divide into the citizenships in the country. Whether it be a Chinese person, a Filipino, an American, a Japanese, no matter what kind of citizenship you have, and it also does not um, depend on your social hierarchy whether you are rich or poor you have power or authority or you don't have it if you are cultured or uneducated and it also does not divide between um, male or female in Christ we are one kind of people and this is great this is indeed great. The whole world has racial discrimination. And I say that it's globally. should not think that uh, the United States is, a, is an advanced country and there is no racial discrimination there. It happens all around the world. And including the Chinese people. You know that it is strange. Inside of our hearts, we look down on the Filipinos, the Indians. But then in our hearts, we look highly upon the Europeans. And we forget about one thing. That people are created according to the image and likeness of God. And they are all equal. It's just that you have a different skin tone. But then we thank our God. In Christ, God has chosen you and me to be this kind of people. And so may the Lord help you that no matter what kind of race, in Christ, He is your brother and your sister. And you should not despise Him. And they are equals with you. And God used uh, the blood of the Lord to buy them and to also you. The second identity is a royal priesthood. We are not only a priesthood, but we are a royal priesthood. And it is a priesthood in the royal royal palace. And you know that it's different. And let's say, if you are a driver, you are a driver. If you drive for me versus you drive for the president of the Philippines, is it the same? Of course, it is not the same. What kind of work do you do? I am a driver. 
啊，查头啦 ！I am a chauffeur。我接个 Marcos 我车去啦。But I drive for Marcos。咁无常咯。And it is no longer the same。咁你主人无常。Because your master is different。那是及神啊，最这是。And who are we serving as priests？ 那是及上帝家最这是。And we are priests、uh, together with the Lord Jesus。那是 royal priesthood。We are royal priesthood。这个身份是真尊贵荣耀呀。And this identity is very glorious and majestic。国长。And another one. We are a holy nation. We are not only a chosen people. We are also a nation. We are living in a kingdom. And this kingdom, this nation, is called the holy nation. And last week I have mentioned this. If people, if Chinese people talk about holy, that word holy. 所以修得咁样咧，叫做 moral， 即系道德无关系嘅代志。It、uh, oftentimes we think that this is related to morality。啊，圣人、圣人啊，圣人。This is a holy person。完全 perfect 嘅人。This is a perfect man。但系圣经讲到 holy 冇即系意思。But then in the Bible when it speaks about holiness, it is not of this meaning。圣经嚟讲讲 holy， 即系讲长大字，叫做 separate 分别出嚟。When the Bible speaks of holiness, it talks about separation unto holiness。即系即系圣洁嘅国度。We are a holy nation。即系国度及世界国度。This nation is different from the nations of the world. This is what kind of nation is this? And what kind of nation is this? Jesus also was by how to get Pilate to this Simon situation. When the Lord Jesus was being questioned by Pilate, Jesus also got Pilate to say something. The Lord Jesus said, "I am not of this world. I am not of this nation. I am not of this world. I am not of this nation. 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 I am not of this nation." My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now, my kingdom is from another place. So, so Pilate asked the Lord, "Are you king?" The Lord Jesus said, "Everyone on the side of truth listens to me." It turns out that the kingdom of the Lord is a kingdom of truth. The kingdom of the Lord is not the kingdom of the world. And those who observe the truth, it means these are the people who belong to the kingdom of God. Chairman, I ask you. Are you a holy nation? As you live in this world, what standards are you holding on to? If the people of this world would want to do it, would you also do it? I'm not saying that it's absolutely wrong, but then think about it. Is it according to the truth? In our world today, it becomes more and more chaotic. If you look at the whole world, it is likewise. What seems is right or wrong? What the world deems right is it really right? The people of today speak about human rights, and we all would love to have human rights. But then, please do remember, there are some human rights that are against the truth. And as Christians, how is it that we will face these matters? We are a holy nation. We have to be different from this world. It's not that we intentionally become different from this world. But it is because the world all the more departs or deviates from the way of God. And how is it that we will agree to them? May the Lord help us. And the fourth. 
We are also God's special possession. You know, all believers, we have double citizenship. We are members of two nations. We are citizens of the world and we are also citizens of heaven. And we belong to the world, we also belong to God. Isn't it special? Last year, there was a survey on which country was the best place to live in in the world. Which country was it? I'll give you the answer. Switzerland. It's Switzerland. Switzerland was declared to be the best place to live in in 2022. I do not know if you guys love to go to this place. This is our dreamland. And I will show you some pictures. And this is a picture of Switzerland. Isn't it good? Beautiful? And this is the city. And you go further. It's like you're in heaven. It's not just the scenery that's beautiful. But it is a neutral country. So this country will never go into war. Unlike today, um, uh, countries go into war. And this is also the country with the highest pension. For where uh, it gives a lot of social benefits. Not bad. If you are old, then the government will feed you. And you need not pay tax. Because they have a lot of money. And why is it that they have a lot of money? And you also know about this. Maybe you know it. <laughs> Maybe you open an account in Switzerland. I believe that uh, there are a lot of presidents who invest there. And so it is a very wealthy country. You know? If you are to apply for citizenship in this country, it's very difficult. It's close to impossible. We are not qualified to be a citizen of Switzerland. But then, dear church, please do remember that we have a country that is better than Switzerland. And God has prepared for us a nation. And the welfare is forever and ever. And so may the Lord help us. And so in verse 10 it says, Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And it is by the mercy of God that we become His children, His people. It's not because we're educated. It's not because we're wealthy. It's not because we're uh, position. We have a lot of capabilities and we have our position. It's not the case. In this world, if you are indeed very 
very wealthy, all the countries and the world will welcome you, including Switzerland. But then you have to have enough money. They welcome you. And they will welcome you. But then we thank our God. As the people of God, we do not become his people because of this. But rather it is because of the mercy of God. And this is our identity. And what is our responsibility? After we are chosen by God, we have been chosen to be a royal priesthood and a holy nation and God's special possession. I ask you, what is our responsibility? There is only one responsibility. In verse 9, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The Lord Jesus rescued us from darkness and he has brought us into light. And our responsibility is only one thing so that we can declare it to people. We have to make it known to people. And we proclaim the excellencies of our God. And as priests, these are people standing in between God and man, bringing people to God, and bringing God's mercies and grace to men, bringing God's grace and mercy to men. And that is your responsibility. And that is my responsibility. The Jews had a rabbi. And uh, he said, he said that the people of the Jews of today the messenger without message. Are messengers without the message. The messenger without the message. How about us? How about us, Christians? Christian without Christ. Are we Christians without Christ? And try it out. If you remove the word Christ from the word Christian, it uh, leaves you with IAN. Some people say that IAN uh, represents I am nothing. The Jews are messengers without the message. Maybe Christian is a Christian without Christ. For Christians, are we Christians without Christ? Then our lives would no longer have any value. And so may God help us. Third identity. We are foreigners on earth. If you look at verse 11, dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. This is the third mention in the Bible that we are strangers and aliens. In chapter 1, verse 1, it mentions it once. Chapter 1, verse 17, there is also a mention. And in chapter 2, verse 11, this is the third mention. Peter seems to be reminding us again and again about one thing. We are but sojourners in this world. We are just guests in this world. NIV, it calls it aliens. What is an alien? Isn't it that there is a movie before named Alien? We are like this. We are aliens. Why is it that we are called aliens? Philippines. 
the Philippines is a nation of the Filipinos. I am a person coming from Hong Kong and I come to the Philippines. And so Filipinos see me as an alien. Because we are diff- I am different from them. If you pay attention to this, the Lord Jesus was also treated as an alien. Because the Lord Jesus was... A- uh, originally living in heaven and then he came to this world and so in this world the people saw him as an alien and so in John chapter 1 it says he came to this world and the people of this world did not want to accept him because the Lord Jesus was an alien and dear uh, Christians you are also an alien you are a people of God and you are now different from the people of this world and the Lord Jesus allowed us to continue to exist in this world to be his witnesses and do you know if you really understand that your identity is that of a foreigner or an alien, then you will live your lives differently. I will share with you a story. And this is a real story. And there was an, a British person who went to Hong Kong. And he was a lawyer. And he served as a lawyer in Hong Kong for more than 20 years. And then after that, he retired and went back to England. In the past 20 years, he never bought a unit or a building and he never rented a house. He is a lawyer but he never rented an office for 20 years. He, became, he served as a lawyer in Hong Kong. And this person was really very intelligent. And how did he do it? He went to look for a hotel. And he signed a long-term contract with this hotel. And this hotel gave him a very special price. Because this person said that I will be staying here for 20 years. And there was a special price given to him. For 20 plus years, every day people would be cleaning his house. Every day there is free breakfast. Isn't it that he was a lawyer but he did not have an office? But how is it that he will face his clients? Then the hotel lobby and the hotel coffee shop became his office. And this person is indeed a very intelligent man. He, when he was about to depart, he said that for 20 plus years, he never repaired his house. And because his house is the most beautiful. And, and I would add more, for 20 plus years, he never bought another item to add to this house. Because it was not his. Until the time that he went back to England, your church. Think about it. If you know that this world is but a temporary place of living, I ask you, what will you strive for? I am from Hong Kong. 
there is one thing that Hong Kong does that I am unagreeable. I did not do it when I was in Hong Kong. It is um, for their entire lives they want to buy a house. The people of Hong Kong have this dream inside of them they want to buy a house. But then the house in Hong Kong is very expensive. It is um, eight million, nine, nine million NT dollars. Ah, sorry, Hong Kong dollars. Oh. <laughs> Hong Kong dollars. Hong Kong dollars. And it's millions of pesos. And after buying a house, they would uh, pay for this house. And uh, think about it. This house has already been bought. And for 30 plus years, it's already yours. And how old are you by then? 70 years old already. You'll be 70 already. And how about your children? Bye bye, Sayolala. <laughs> bye bye, Sayonara. And they already gone, uh, went to US. They went to England. And then there are now two old people in the house. And what's the use of it? If for me, I would not be foolish. But then it's strange that that is the dream of people. May the Lord help us. If you understand that you are an alien, then you will live your lives differently. And if you understand that you are but a stranger in this world, that you are a witness of the gospel, Peter said that there are two things you have to pay attention to. First, you should not indulge in sinful desires. If you look at verse 11, dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Sinful desires are the corrupt desires of your flesh. These are the lusts that you do not control. And in the Bible, it is referred to as the pleasures of sin. Before you believe in the Lord, because of our ignorance, we indulge in our own sinful desires. And it says that today, you should no longer do as such. Because we are now obedient children. And we obey the truth of God. And we are no longer walking this path. Because the lust and the sinful desires and your souls are at war. The soul is the new creation. After we believe in the Lord, the lust and the new creation are at war with each other. And if we explain it using our words, it is the old self and the true self. And then these two uh, selves are at war with each other. If we obey to sinful desires, then our old self wins. Obedience to the Holy Spirit, then our true self wins. Their church, that is your choice. Which will you obey? You should no longer obey the 
past one. You should uh, obey the truth, uh, the new one. And the second matter, you have to live good lives to bear witness for God. If you look at verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. He says that as sojourners in this world, because we are aliens, and so we have to live good lives. Because people will attack us. It is not strange because they uh, see that we are people from a different nation. And our behaviors are different from theirs. And they feel that we are strange people. Why is it that I I'm doing this and that person is not doing it. Why is it that I gamble and that person does not gamble? And I drink and that person does not drink. I go look for prostitutes and this person does not go look for prostitutes. People would actually look uh, and play with women. And why is it that this person does not holy, do it? Holy. And this person pretends to be holy. And people would attack you. You, because we are aliens. You know when there was a missionary who came to the United China. Uh, to China. And um, when people saw these missionaries, you know American eyes have blue eyes. American people have blue eyes and green eyes. So when they saw it. They feel that it's strange. And then they heard that during Holy Communion, they eat the flesh and then drink the blood. And so they accuse these missionaries with one thing. They said that these people eat of their children. Of, after they eat their children, look at their eyes, it changed color. And so the missionaries of before were attacked as such. We do not worship our ancestors. This is a person who believes in the Lord and this is unfilial. There are many such accusations. So, Paul, and so Peter, Paul, uh, Peter said, you have to live such good lives among the pagans that those who accuse you of doing wrong may no longer accuse you. So that these words will no longer have any words to speak. And so dear church, how is it that you will overcome your enemy? It's not that you quarrel with them. It's not that you fight with them. But rather you fight with your testimony. And then leaving them speechless. Second century. There was a famous scholar named Justin. This person was not a believer. Professor, a scholar. But he was a very famous scholar or professor in the Roman Empire. And how is it that he believed in the Lord later on? He was observing Christians. He said that when Christians faced persecution, how is it that they faced it? And how, were, how was their behavior? When they were faced with death, how is it that they faced it? And then later on, Justin made the conclusion and said that these kinds of people 
It's impossible that he will live in sin and be greedy for the world. So, Justin, so in the end, Justin himself believed in the Lord. And in the end, he also became a martyr for the Lord. So in history, he was called the martyr Justin. Dear church, it turns out that there are a lot of people in front of you looking at you. You just do not know about it. And they are paying attention. You know that as a pastor, that is the most that is the highest risk or highest if I go to the restaurant to eat something <laughs> suddenly someone approaches me and says hi Boksu and I would like to share with you something if you see me please please Boksu, I am this and that person. I feel ashamed. I'm shy because I do not know who you are. If you see me, can you say me? Boksu, I am Sarah. And then I say, yes, you're Sarah, I know you. You should not ask me who am I because I do not know. If you think about it, I only speak for one hour in a, in a week. And how is it that I will know you? I only see you one second, one minute. And so I said, so people pay attention to us. It turns out that people, that there are people around me who know me. And so I am very careful. You should not <laughs> uh, fight with the waiter. <laughs> I will not shout, shout. And if I drive, I would be very careful. I will not cut lanes. <laughs> Someone might roll down the window and say, what are you doing, Boksu? I am as such and you are as such as well. There are many people around you looking at you. And you are a Christian. This is, this is a Christian and this is how he does business. And when he sees you, he does not want to believe in the Lord anymore. And where is our testimony? And when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, from 9, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., within six hours, you know, the Lord Jesus brought someone to believe in him. The Lord Jesus did not speak any words. I am not talking about the thief, but there was one person who looked at the Lord for six hours. And after the Lord Jesus died, he said, He said that surely this man was the Son of God. You go read Mark chapter 15, verse 39. And who is this? This is a Roman centurion. He was responsible for crucifying the Lord. And he did not speak. He was looking at him. His responsibility was to wait for the Lord Jesus to die. But then after the Lord Jesus died, he said, He truly the Son of God. Surely this man was the Son of God. May the Lord help us. There are people looking at you. Your church. 
we are pilgrims. There are three identities. We are living stones in the spiritual house. And our responsibility is to build this house of God. And we are a holy priesthood. And our responsibility is to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. And we are foreigners on earth. And we are ambassadors of the gospel and we are witnesses of the Lord. May God bless us. Let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you for um, this message. May it be that you allow us to always remember that we are but pilgrims in this world, that we will always um, live as people who would have our eyes on heaven, on uh, knowing that we are a holy priesthood, that we are a chosen people, that we are uh, God's own special uh, God's own possession that we are living for heaven and not for this world. May it be that as we live in this world, may we have a good testimony before men that as people look at us, they would indeed see the, um, the glory of God in us, that they will uh, allow us to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. May it be that you use us, our testimony, our lives, and may it be that we will not become stumbling blocks among the people around us, that the moment they see us, they would also want to believe in the Lord. Please we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.